It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Pitch on the way, and that's hit sharply and just fair past Arenado down the left field line into the corner. That'll score Bregman. Guriel racing the third. He's being sent home, and the relay will not come. Guriel scores standing up. It's a two-run double for Carlos Correa, and a 2-0 Astros lead. Swing and a ground ball softly hit left side. Correa to one knee. He feels the second for one. Altuve on the first, a one-hop throw, and that is still in time to get Arenado. A big double play turn. And the inning draws to a close, so Belak able to work around the leadoff wall. And Belak was excellent once again for the Astros, six innings strong, just one run. Belak just gave up one hit, Robert. And it was a homer to Trevor Story, their shortstop. It's not easy to lower a 1.76 ERA, but he, he did it. <laughs> Lefty set, Blackman off first, the 1-2. And Tapia lifts this one out in the center. It's harmless, straw to his right, waiting for it, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros win their fifth in a row, taking the first game of this series from the Colorado Rockies, 2-1. to one. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up their two-game series with the Colorado Rockies. This is also the end of a lengthy homestand for the Astros, an eight-game homestand. They've gone 6-1 so far, including a 2-1 to win over the Rockies yesterday. Carlos Correa, two hits, including a two-run double. Brandon Belak, six innings, allowed a run, struck out four to get the win as the Astros have now won five straight and six of their last seven. The Rockies have lost four of their last five. Astros 12 and 10, second in the AL West, three and a half games behind Oakland. The Rockies sit at 13 and nine, they're second in the National League West, three games behind the Dodgers. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Zach Grinke's on the mound for the Astros today. And when it comes to Grinke and the Rockies, really aren't any secrets. He's faced the Rockies more than anyone else in his career. Yeah, Trevor Story, their shortstop, has five home runs against Zach Grinke in his career. But uh, the thing you love about Grinke right now is last few games, he's been great about keeping the ball low, keeping the ball in the ballpark. And it looks like he gets bored from time to time, and he'll flip that curveball in uh, when he wants it. Uh, man, he's just an artist out there. It's fun to watch him pitch. And it's Antonio Senzatella on the mound for Colorado today, making his fifth start of the year. First time that the Astros have ever seen him. Very talented young pitcher. Yeah, 25 years old, had an awful year a season ago, but worked really hard on his slider and his changeup in the offseason. And that's helped him along early on this season. Feels like those are some go-to pitches. 
And he's one of those pitchers who's kind of advanced for his age. He's from Caracas, Venezuela. But he lives around 92, 93 miles per hour. But he's got 96, 97 when he wants to reach back for a little bit extra. Time now for Keys to the Game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros trying to have a historic homestand if they're able to win today. Uh, give them a 7-1 home, seven and one homestand would be their best homestand of eight or more games since 1989. Uh, and we're starting to just, really the first time this year, we're starting to see things uh, kind of click. And if one area maybe is a little deficient, the Astros are able to make up for it somewhere else. Yeah, you know, I wasn't expecting this pitching staff to kind of round into to what they've been doing. And this last turn through the starting pitchers has been phenomenal in ERA under two. It started with Granke's last start. So, uh, I, I thought this offense was going to uh, do plenty to, to keep them in almost every ball game and score about five to seven runs every game. And uh, last couple of games, it's been the pitching, man. If it wasn't for uh, guys coming in and doing a great job out of the bullpen as well, uh, they wouldn't have won those games. So it's kind of funny. You know, things looked really bleak about a week ago, and then just all of a sudden they've run off this nice little streak. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it certainly is. Things can change that quickly. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. A little later, uh, Michael Coffin, the radio broadcaster for the Corpus Christi Hooks, joins us from the alternate side, chatted with Michael Papirski, a catcher who's at the alternate side for the Astros currently. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. They uh, picked up the win yesterday over the Rockies, and uh, Brandon Belak picked up his first win as a starter. He five innings in each of his first two starts. Got through six innings uh, for the first time as a big leaguer in, in this last start. And I know you've talked about uh, wanting Belak to, to get more stretched out since he started the year out of the bullpen. How significant was it for him to, to know that he can go six innings and do it for the first time in the big leagues? Well, you know, like I, I talked to him probably about, about going seven or eight eventually, you know, to yeah. increase, your, increase your, your, you know, your workouts and your stamina. Uh, you know, and your wind. And, uh, but, you know, he wasn't conditioned. Well, he didn't have time to condition for that, you know, and it's hard to condition and, and perform and pitch at the same time. And so, um, you know, so I didn't even know, I mean, he pitched so well, I didn't know that that was his first victory until you just said it right now. And uh, I was wondering why he was so like nervous sitting down in the, at the end of the dugout. And then I saw him give a big sigh and, uh, man, now I'm going to have to make out a new lineup card because I gave the other lineup card uh, to Taylor because that was his first save. And so I guess that's the story of this season, you know, giving out lineup cards to, to rookies. Uh, you know, I gladly do it. Did have the, the two wins um, in relief, uh, but still a, a big moment for Brandon Belak. And you mentioned Taylor getting the save. And, you know, when you have all these young pitchers, uh, was it been uh, uh, nine pitchers who've made their big league debut for the Astros this year? You want to kind of see who 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 kind of rises to the top and Taylor, which himself really since uh, the season started, since he first got the ball in the big leagues. 
Well, since he first got the ball in spring training, you know, we gave him a special look because he had been traded for, you know, Marisnik. And you're always curious about, you know, the value, you know, your evaluators and 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 who they traded for. And uh, you know, it gives them big big credence to, you know, when you got a guy that comes out of double A and next thing you know, he makes your club. And uh, and uh, you know what happened after that, you know, I saw him warming up. Uh, um, Strami saw him, and then some of the players were 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 mentioning and reacting uh, about facing him in batting practice. And when you got the quality hitters that we have, I, I told some of these young guys that this is probably one of the best lineups that you're going to face, and it's on your same team. And yeah. so you get these guys out, then you know uh, um, you'll you you know you can get anybody out. And so it is a. Uh, Great to see these young guys doing good. I mean, it makes you think about when you were young and, and first coming up to the big leagues. And I'm just happy for them and happy for us. I mean, uh, you know, we don't have a whole bunch of time to experiment. We didn't have a whole bunch of time to evaluate, you know, where to put uh, 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 people. I mean, a lot of that's for spring training. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, we had to rush them into uh, action right away and then put them in a, in a position where you thought they might succeed. But now we're getting to the point where, you know, we got a better idea. Carlos Correa, two hits yesterday, um, had the, the two-run double that wound up standing up in the first inning and wound up being all the scoring for the Astros. Not in a lineup today, Jack Mayfield getting to start at shortstop. And uh, in the past, when managers would give players a day off, it was – kind of just the manager relying on his eyes and what they saw in the player. But now uh, you have more tools at your disposal and there's a little bit more technology involved when it comes to kind of determining when guys might, might need days off. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, but I still use my eyes, you know, I yeah. mean, uh, usually my eyes don't lie to me every once in a while they do, but the thing <laughs> about, uh, you know, like use the tools that, that the uh, training staff as, you know, I guess this uh, RPMs running down the line, uh, you know, don't quote me on that. And then if a guy, how much running he's doing on defense, how much running he's doing on offense, which is uh, one of the main reasons why, you know, he gave Riddick yesterday off because, I mean, he was doing more running than anybody on the team because he was hot. And also Correa, we have to, you know, with his history, we have to like, you know, keep him healthy and keep him sharp. And, uh, you know, I told him before the game that he was off. Give me what you got tomorrow. I mean, today, and then you're off tomorrow. Uh, and I told Jack that he was playing. And then invariably, the guy gets two hits and drives in the runs. Mm -hmm. And so uh, on his way out, he goes, are you sure I'm still off? And I said, yeah, <laughs> I said, yeah you're off. Because, like, you know, you're always tempted to, when a guy has a good day, you know, you know, to give him, uh, uh, you know, put him back in the lineup. But. You know, like I like to keep my word, and uh, you know they gave me all they had. My philosophy is to beat you. Hopefully, have the personnel to beat you two to one, or to beat you ten to nine, or ten to one. You know, just just find a way to win, and uh, find a way to win with everybody uh, involved. You know, is important. I just try to find a way to put them in a role where they will most likely succeed. Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us. Good luck this afternoon. All right, Robert, thank you. Okay, we'll uh, open it up to questions for Brent Strong. What did you, uh, you hear from Verlander's uh, throwing yesterday? What was the report on that? Well, a little bit I heard was that it went very well. Uh, I'm not sure as to the intensity. I'm assuming it was uh, uh, just the beginning of a, uh, of a road uh, to getting back. 
so, but all reports were good in terms of uh, how he felt after it. So that's that's all I really have right now. And what have you seen from some of these young pitchers? Y'all had some guys like Belak and uh, Blake Taylor come up big for you specifically last night. What's been the key for them uh, development so far? Well, I think one of the things is they're starting to uh, realize that they're uh, that what we saw in them, that their stuff will play at the highest level. You know, until you actually experience pitching in the major leagues, you really, it's kind of a, uh, a guesswork of whether it's going to play or not. And, and being able to, at times to, to make some mistakes and still get away with them shows that, uh, that the other guys on the other side uh, are, are human also, that, uh, that you can't place too much emphasis on the name on the back of the jersey. The Arenados, the stories, for example, and and Belak did a very nice job last night. But you know, it's been more than just the uh, the Taylor and uh, Scrub has done very well. Paredes has done well. It's been exciting to watch this new group of young pitchers. That a lot of credit goes to our minor league system, in my opinion. They they get these guys prepared, and, and then you throw them out there in the line of fire and see how they do. And so far, they've done pretty well. Belak mentioned yesterday that he and Taylor were, were roommates this year and uh, talked about the discussion they had before the game yesterday. Do you see that as spring, of course, sort of growing, uh, among, growing among these young pitchers? Yeah, I think we do have uh, a, a nice group where they, they're communicating. I think Josh Miller does a great job with the young relievers out in the bullpen, gets them prepared. I think having Ryan Presley uh, out there also helps. Uh, it's kind of interesting to think of Cy Snead as – one of the veterans out there right now, and uh, but that's what we have, and uh, so we're going to move forward with this group. And uh, they, you know, we have we have meetings after games, we talk before games, um, we do we think it's a do, it's a constant learning process, and uh, then you take it in and see if it works out. Uh, for example, yesterday, uh, Blake Taylor threw his first changeup ever, ever, in a major league game and got a fly ball to Arenado. Uh, that was huge. I thought that was a great turning point. It kind of reminded me of uh, Johansson Santana, who uh, was forced to throw a changeup in a game that he didn't want to, and he w- it went on to have an illustrious career because of that one pitch. So it was a it was a great moment for uh, for Blakely to get through that save last night. What's been the difference in, in Framber Valdez this season? Well, I, I will say that his focus is much better. A lot of credit goes to our our mental skills coaches that we have in the organization uh, that have worked with Framber. Uh, and, you know, one thing that's interesting, he's a, uh, he's a father, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a husband and a father now with another one calling its way. And I think a lot of that has to do off the field responsibilities as uh, uh, can change a man. And I think Framber right now is, uh, is showing that his stuff, which he, he has one of the best curveballs in baseball, a power sinker, and he's becoming uh, quite quickly one of the better left-handed pitchers in the American League. So it's fun to see, you know, guys come at their – at, at their designated time, not our designated time. And as much as I would have loved to have seen this last year, uh, he, was, he wasn't ready. But this year he's taking on a leadership role and, and, and he's believing in himself. Confidence is a, is, a, is a great thing. What makes his curveball so good, in your opinion? Yeah, he has elite spin. I mean, for some reason he's able to uh, create uh, over 3,000 revolutions, which is uh, at the top of the list. Uh, the other guy, Scrub as a, a similar, different kind of breaking ball, but uh, two very good curveballs. And, uh, and uh, I've, I've, all my years of being a pitching coach and a pitcher, I've never, never met a hitter that could hit a good curveball. I mean, they're, 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 you don't see it as much anymore. You see more sliders. But uh, both of them have great elite spin to the ball. And, and when they get it over the plate, uh, then uh, they're exceptional. 
Coach, could you talk about the transformation that the uh, bullpen has had? Uh, you know, a couple of games ago, we seen they had given up 24 earned runs, but now in this last, you know, five-game winning streak, they've only given up one. Well, that's the ebb and flow of the season. You know, you're going to have your, your, your good spots and your bad spots. Uh, you know, the, it wasn't for – I think the one thing that's somewhat disappointing but not unsurprising is the amount of walks that we've done as a, as a staff. Uh, I don't take a great deal of pride in it. I think we're in the, in the top three of most walks in baseball by a pitching staff. But we've been able to walk that fine line uh, of not getting burned uh, when it does happen. Where Our defense, we have an exceptional defense. Uh, I, I, a lot of credit for me goes to Maldonado. This guy has, has done a great job of leadership with these young guys and giving them belief. And, and uh, if we can cut down the walks, uh, we're going to give up our home runs. We're going to give up our hits. We're going to give up our runs. But uh, one thing I would like to do is just ride this wave as long as we can because we know we're going to run into some rough spots. But uh, if we can continue this wave right now, I think we'll be in pretty good shape. Brent, what did you think of Lance McCullers the other night? And what have you thought of him all season? I thought Lance did a nice job. You know, I think, uh, you know, you take away that one inning in Arizona, and I think he's had a very solid uh, game plan. Uh, I like the fact that he's throwing his fastball more. Uh, he is getting back to his power curveball uh, uh, when, when, it, when the opportunity arises. Uh, but I, I, I do think Lance is, you know, when you come off a of Tommy John surgery, there's still that feeling, that feeling uh, out period of how my arm's going to feel, how I'm going to respond. But he's able to throw between starts with no issue. Uh, does his does his work on a regular basis, and uh, and uh, you know we're really counting on him to to kind of be one of the mainstays uh, in this rotation. Brent, how do you feel where Josh James is right now? Uh, Josh James, uh, we we made uh, Josh Miller and I made a couple tweaks. We on, on his delivery, uh, we have him uh, moving forward more, not to reaching back, trying to throw a hundred, uh, utilizing uh, just better timing for Josh. And I think uh, the last couple outings especially being able to land his slider, which was huge. Uh, when he was struggling, he wasn't landing the slider. He became a one-pitch guy, and, uh, and the results determined that. I thought it was best to, uh, to get him back into the bullpen, uh, get him more back into a role where some success this is not to preclude him not starting again. But right now, he, he's done a nice job. Uh, we had him up the other night. Uh, he was going to pitch the 10th inning for us if Tucker doesn't go deep. So we're showing a lot of confidence in Josh, and, and he's, he's important to us. There's no question about it. Uh, Granke's velocity was up a little bit in his last start. Do you think that there's time for him to be able to get to the level where he was at last season? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I got a call from a, a noted, uh, a noted a writer uh, in baseball, uh, Peter Gammons. He texted me today, and he, uh, he was a big, he's a big BLAC fan, really likes BLAC, and and he likes the fact that Belak uh, can be successful without throwing 95. So I gave him a list of five guys, uh, Jamie uh, Moyer, Hendricks, uh, a, a, uh, Frank Tanana when he became a, a, a control pitcher, uh, Zach Greinke, and, uh, and that group. Would that be a good rotation for us? I would think so, and none of them throw 90 miles an hour. Okay, so uh, I, would, I would go to war with those five guys, four or five guys right now. Uh, so – the fact that Greinke throws 87 to 88 to 89, you're going to see on the board sometimes. I kind of laugh, uh, and I see the pitch, the pitch, uh, whatever it is, and it's unknown. The guy who's, who's doing the thing doesn't know what the damn pitch is, and none of us do either, okay? Uh, this guy is just, a, it's just incredible to watch pitch and his change of speeds and his feel for things. 
uh, throwing a BP fastball. He'll throw his change up faster than his fastball sometimes. I mean, figure that one out, okay? This guy just does stuff that uh, he delights in, in, in enjoying himself on the mound, doing this kind of stuff. And I kind of liken him to Phil Mickelson on the golf course, being able to uh, – his short game is, is so so tremendous where he can spin the ball and do things that most people can't do. So uh, I, I think he's much watched TV anytime he pitches. I know my wife is excited that he's pitching today because uh, she's going to watch him because she really enjoys watching him pitch. Coach, what about Paredes? That's a young guy with so much talent. And did you know that in the minor leagues, he did a cannoli giveaway? He did the what giveaway? They had uh, enoli cannolis when oh. he was in the minor league. I, I, did, I did not know that. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, this guy has exceptional fastball. He, uh, uh, you know, you know one, the guy who turned me on to him, even though I liked him, was Bregman, who Bregman really studies pitchers. And uh, he got to face uh, Enoli a couple times. Uh, in uh, you know our spring training 2.0, and uh, he said this guy's got got lightning coming out. And uh, when he starts to uh, hone in that slider and and lock it in, this guy's going to be a special pitcher. He's he's a fun kid to be around. Uh, they all are. Javier himself, uh, the whole group. They uh, they're, they're having fun up here right now. Uh, uh, you know, perhaps not even realizing at what level they're at, but they're uh, they're sure carrying this ball club at this given point in time of the season. You have Biagini back on the uh, the roster. What would be the right to roll to get him into a game, do you think? Well, I don't know. You know, we, we've had, I think, in the last five games, I think we've had very close games, I think, right now. That's not to impact that Biagini can't get in the game. We're going to need him uh, as we move forward. Uh, we're not going to have uh, all these two-to-one, three-to-two uh, type games. Uh, as much fun as they are for, for everybody, they're not much fun for me because I'm on the edge of my seat because any pitch is uh, – is can be disaster, but uh, Joe Joe will be back in there. His arm is healthy now. I expect to see solid velocity from him, and this is a veteran guy that uh, will help us as we move forward. Uh, real quick, Brent, what about Brooks Raley? It's, it seems like you know this guy's been out of the league for so long, and he comes in and he's playing a really big role for you guys. What have you thought about him? Well, one of the things that people don't realize, Brooks pitched five years in Korea, uh, and a lot with the uh, Korean hitters, uh, they like to go oppo a lot, opposite field. And so Brooks quite quite uh, quickly uh, found a way to neutralize right-handed hitters by pounding balls inside. He's got a nice cutter, a nice slider, can spin the ball very well, but he's not afraid to pitch inside to right-handed hitters. And uh, I thought uh, the big pitch, what, the other pitch that was big last night was a freeze fastball on Murphy uh, after Murphy had fouled off about five or six uh, breaking balls away from him. Uh, so this guy has been, uh, been a great shot in the arm for us. He, uh, he's confident. I think he uh, – I'm not sure. I, I think we may have stolen somebody uh, from Cincinnati by getting him. Uh, I sure hope so. We have a lot of confidence in this guy. And uh, uh, so he did a great job for us. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting for me to have a couple lefties in the bullpen. The last four or five years, I haven't had many lefties. You know, we had right-handers that could uh, get lefties out. But uh, Brooks has done a nice job. Mike Coffin here speaking from the Astros alternate training site at Whataburger Field. And we're joined by Astros catcher Michael Vapirsky. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. Of course, thanks for having me. Well, are you getting into a routine somewhat here at here at Whataburger Field? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, you know, you come out here, enjoy the day, uh, get your work in, get a little game in, play, go back to the hotel, chill, and do it all again. Um, you know, it's a grind. It's a grind. Um, we come out here every day, and you know, work hard, do your thing. 
I imagine it's a grind, particularly for you catchers. What, 18 pitchers uh, here in camp at the alternate site? Right. Uh, th- this is a lot of work for you guys. Uh, it's all right. It's not bad. Um, someone's got to do it. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy coming out here every day, trying to get the pitchers better, get ready to, uh, you know, if they get the call to the big leagues or whatever that may be. Um, just coming out here and trying to make them better. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I will. Some of the guys that you've seen pitching here at the ballpark, uh, is anybody in particular that stands out that, that really has some good stuff and has improved maybe from the end of last year to this year? Um, I wouldn't I, – I'm not going to, you know, uh, pick somebody out, but everybody looks like they are ready to, you know, contribute to the big league team and get Ws for the Astros, you know, the, the, the end-all, you know, game. Speaking about live pitching, you know, it, it was at a premium early in camp with just guys building up. How much of a challenge was that for you to stay sharp as a hitter, you know, having to, to go without those live BPs or these inner squads that you guys are doing right now? Right. Um, it wasn't easy, but, um, you know, you go to – you try to stay off the machine as much as possible. Um, you know, turn the velo up on the machine and, you know, throw curveballs, throw changeups, you know, do what you can do. Um, hit on the field if you can. But obviously, you know, in the pandemic you had to stay safe. So we had to come out, um, you know, be safe and – be smart, but obviously get your work in if you can. And I just stayed off the machine as much as possible. You mentioned the shutdown. Obviously, it's a it's a challenge to stay sharp as a hitter. In terms of a catcher, it's really tough to stay game ready, right? Because you're relying on on some live pitching that you're not really receiving during right, that right. shutdown. Um, I was, you know, fortunate enough to. There was a couple pitchers down in. Uh, I was in Baton Rouge. Um, for the pandemic and there was a couple pitchers that were throwing and you know staying in shape um, a couple pro guys and then a couple college guys as well um, so I was you know fortunate enough to catch them and we got a couple live ABs towards the end uh, you know once we kind of heard what was uh, the plan and stuff like that. One of the hallmarks for you offensively at least in your, your brief pro career and even going back to LSU has been your, your strike zone discipline uh, you know getting on base working some walks has that come? Has that always come easily for you, or do you, th- do you think it's an added benefit being a catcher and, and being behind the plate all the time? I think a little bit um, of both, but um, you know I've worked at it. And um, coming up, um, I had a I had a coach, Jared Kutnick, and he always you know preached the strike zone, control the strike zone, this that. So um, you know from day one with him, it was control the strike zone, get your pitch to hit, and don't miss it. What are some of the things you're working on right now from a hitting standpoint? Um, just staying back, um, staying in my back leg and, you know, just barreling balls as much as possible. That's, uh, you know, the name of the game. You can't control it once you, uh, once it comes off the bat. So just trying to barrel the baseball up the middle and just trying to barrel it. Knowing you guys are so close to the big leagues, uh, you know, anything could happen on, on a given night where you might be called in. In fact, you were a member of the Astros taxi squad right. on that first road trip. What was that experience like? It was cool. It was cool to be with the guys, be in the locker room, catch the big league pitchers. Um, you know, hit, I got to hit on uh, Anaheim. That was cool. But, um, you know, you still got to, you still got to, you know, get your work in um, and just trying to be one of the guys and, you know, trying to make a little mark for yourself. But uh, when in doubt, you know, go in, work hard and, you know, do your stuff. Well, you got a, a big buddy in that clubhouse and Alex Bregman. What's that relationship been like for you, just knowing that he's there and, and somebody that you can talk to at it's any awesome. time? It's awesome. It's awesome. He's, uh, 
one of the nicest persons I've ever person I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, he'll do anything for anybody. He works his butt off. I've never seen somebody work harder. Uh, he goes in every day ready to, you know, perform, do the best, try to make the Astros better, have, help them win. Um, I can't thank him enough for what uh, he's done for me, but, you know, able to look up to him, like you said, and have someone there is uh, pretty cool. Sticking with the LSU theme, you didn't sign with Toronto because you wanted to go and, and compete for, for a national championship, and, and you guys certainly did that. Uh, looking back on, on your career at LSU, uh, how has that uh, informed you and, and kind of shaped the player that you are right now? Um, like you said, you know, shaped the player. Uh, Coach Canary was awesome. He helped me so much. He, you know, he would get on your butt, do your, you know, you know, make make sure you uh, you heard him. And um, I can't thank him enough for that. You know, telling you, hey, you need to do this, do this, and you know, he's made me a, a better player, a better person. Um, and you know, up and down the line for the coaches, they've all they all helped me so much. And Sean Ochinko was actually my catching coach my junior year, and he helped me. Uh, a bunch as well, uh, behind the plate and hitting. So that was very, very, very good experience. In, in 2017, you were the first player in College World Series history to, to hit a home run from both sides of the plate in, yeah. in the same game. How often do you look back on that on that night, that afternoon? Um, I try not to. Um, I try to look forward, you know, always go forward. But every once in a while, it'll pop up. And it's pretty cool to see the, you know, hit one lefty and then hit one righty. Uh, how, how long have you been switch hitting? Since I was eight, you know, my dad, um, he made me hit off the tee righty. I'm naturally righty, so I'd hit off the righty, then hit lefty, hit righty, hit lefty. We actually have a cage in our basement, so we would go down every night and, you know, goof around down there, and it stuck. Your big guy was, did you always want to catch growing up? <laughs> I, uh, I played short for a while, and then my dad said, hey, uh, I think you're going to be too slow. <laughs> so he said, uh, let's try behind home plate, and from then on, I... Uh, I love being back there. I love, you know, helping the pitchers get better, you know, watching the hitters, this, that. Uh, you're involved in every play. Everybody's looking at you, so, you know, you have to have a positive attitude all the time. And um, I just enjoy being back there. How much do you think you've grown as a catcher, you know, since you've joined the Astros organization, getting to work with guys like Mark, Beetle, Bailey? I mean, a lot of resources you have access to right now. Right. It's awesome. Um, Stassi was actually a very good friend of mine, yeah. um, and talking with him in the offseason was very beneficial. Um, I got to talk to McCann about calling the game, and uh, obviously Beetle has helped a lot. But not only the catching guys, the pitching coaches have helped, um, you know, calling the game, what, what pitch you should go off of this pitch, and, you know, stuff like that. But um, the Astros organization have been awesome. I think last year, 900-some-odd chances, you had one error. Do you remember the play? What's up with that? No, I don't. I don't. It was probably a throwing error, though. It was probably a throwing error. Well, you've, you've done a nice job controlling that running game. What's the secret for you in terms of excelling in that department? Uh, I would put it on the pitchers. Um, you know, they they control the game. They, they you know, if they hold the runners, then they give me a chance. Uh, that's all I can ask for. So I would definitely put it on them uh, for doing a very good job with that. There you have it from Michael Papirski. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. 
Brooks Taylor with some words for the media after collecting his first Major League save. I don't know. Today has just been one of the best days of my life. You know, it was my birthday. You know, I, ho I hope Dusty was thinking that I had a little birthday magic in me, but uh, it was, you know, I, I was actually talking this morning about it, and I told myself, like, I'm, I really want to face this core lineup in a big situation. And I went through that lineup in my head last night, sitting up at night, because, I mean, they're one of the hottest teams coming in here, and I, I studied them a lot. And, you know, I, I watched these guys on TV just absolutely destroy baseballs. And I told myself, hey, just just keep doing what you're doing, and good things will happen. And, you know, <laughs> just one of those days where I feel like nothing could have gone wrong. How did you recover from the, the Blackman single that hit off? 2-2. Two, two. Blackman hits it hard, and it hits Taylor. Rolls by first base. Guriel picks it up and can't get it cleanly. He was going to try and shovel it to Taylor. It would have been a tough play. Hopefully, Blake Taylor's okay. I think it got him maybe on the upper leg or the backside as he appears to be walking okay after that hot shot from Blackman. Yeah, shot right at the, the left thigh, the back of the left thigh near the hamstring, and it stunned Taylor. And that's why he didn't get over to first base. Uh, to be honest with you, I had so much adrenaline, I didn't really feel it until after the game. But I think they fired me up a little bit. I, I, I kind of picked up the scoreboard. I was throwing a little harder. So it was, uh, my, I, my, my body felt fine, you know, it was numb. As I, as I go along, it's starting to, starting to ache. But uh, the training staff here is so good, they'll take care of it. And I, I should be back out there anytime, anytime soon. Brandon, did you get yourself a, a, a baseball, a lineup card, anything from, from mementos from your first save? I did. Uh, Miles Straw kept the ball, gave it to me. Uh, I gave it to our club to go get it authenticated, and then Dusty gave me the lineup. Uh, and it's just, it's, uh, it's just, I love it. Like, just when he hands me the lineup, like he handed me the lineup in Anaheim when I got my first save, and it was just one of those moments where I was just, I'm going to cherish this forever. And then today, just getting this was one of the best birthday presents I've ever gotten. What, what do you plan to do with it? I, I have a shadow box. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna get a shadow box made with my jersey, my first save, my first strikeout, my first win, and then both of the lineup cards. So, and then I'm gonna just kind of put it in my house and uh, remember this day, remember those days for the rest of my life. Blake, what does it do for your confidence to get your first save on the on the batters that on the hitters that you actually got them against? You know, I, I try to go up there every single day and give it everything I have, no matter who's up to the plate and it's going to be no different going forward. And it, it, I mean, like I, I said it before, like just even stepping on the field with the talent I have behind me and the guys calling pitches back there, it's just the confidence I have going already into it is just unbelievable because anything on the ground is caught. Anything in the air to the outfield is uh, caught and apparently anything back up to me hits off my leg. But so trying to stop doubles, I guess. Blake, tell us what it means to, to have the uh, the confidence from the skipper to, to put you out there in a, in a situation like that, you know, multiple times now. Just what's it mean knowing your name is called and he believes in you? I mean, it's it's it, it's amazing that he has this much confidence in me, which gives me like a lot of confidence. And I, I tell myself, I say, hey, listen, Dusty thinks you're good enough to get this job done. He says he calls on you, so I'm going to give him every single ounce of energy I have every single time he calls on me because he's called on me in some big situations, and, you know, I've gotten out of them, and, you know, I've really had to really had to just grow my confidence. You know, you can't really be down on yourself because the other team sees that, and I have to do everything I can. And just telling myself, giving it all you've got, no matter what the outcome is, just giving it all you have is the best thing you could do because you can go to bed at night 
just fine knowing that you gave it your all. Even if you got beat, that's just baseball. Sometimes you get beat, sometimes you win. It's just the way the game works. Blake, earlier in the season, I know that uh, you, you all didn't want to talk about this much, but now lately here, the bullpen has been great. So what has it been about the attitude of you all that's getting these wins like that and getting these saves, excuse me? You know, I think our bullpen, like obviously coming into this season, we had a lot of young kids in the bullpen and – I think they all had the same mentality I have. Just go out there and give it everything we have and seize every opportunity we can get because in a season like this, this is a great season for the young guys to go out there and show what we have and just to help this team. This, I mean, you see our lineup, one through nine is dead dangerous no matter who's hitting in the one through nine spot. And as pitchers, we want to go out there and get them back in the dugout as quickly as possible just so they can get those bats hot again. And, we just go out and just go crush baseballs, and that's what we've been trying to do. We just give it our all. We go out there. We have confidence in ourselves, and, you know, Dusty, Strami, Miller, everybody pumps us up to get out there because we have, we have good enough stuff in our bullpen, and the young guys have really – I feel like the young guys have really taken after the older guys, like Ryan Presley, when Asuna was here, Josh James, they really help us out in these situations so that when we're called upon in those situations to go pitch, like – it almost like we have confidence. Like I have confidence knowing that Ryan Presley like knows that he, he Ryan Presley tells me, I guess, just go out, give it everything you have, man. You've got good stuff. Just go out there and trust it. And that, that, that means a lot to me coming from a guy who's been around the league for a long time and has been one of the best back end relievers in baseball. Like when, when Dusty came to the mound to check on you after you got hit, were you kind of frustrated or were you just really, like you said, you just really pumped up and wanted to get, get back to pitching? Uh, yeah, I was, Honestly, if it came off as a, I was upset or frustrated, you know, I, I was, you know, I missed a pitch. I should have, it should have been more careful with a two strike count, but you know, I stopped the ball and I knew I could pitch through it. And I just wanted to get back on the mound and show Dusty that no matter what is thrown at me, I can get through it. No matter what I, what, no matter what the situation entails. And if, if I take a ball off the leg, I'm just going to go out there and continue pitching the way I did. Pitch on the way. And that's hit sharply and just fair past Arenado down the left field line into the corner. That'll score Breckman. Guriel racing the third. He's being sent home. And the relay will not come. Guriel scores standing up. It's a two-run double for Carlos Correa and a 2-0 Astros lead. Boy, just quick hands. It looked like the approach for Correa was concentrating up the middle, and that's what kept that front shoulder closed so long. And then the hands took over. A shot down the third baseline by one of the quickest third basemen in baseball. Questions for Carlos Correa. Hey, Carlos. Um, how do you feel about the way the team has been playing lately after going through that tough stretch when you're all on the road last time? Yeah, I think I think we're in a good position right now. Uh, our pitching staff is doing a great job uh, keeping us in the game. Um, the offense is just slowly um, starting to click. Um, I, I, I think this uh, homestand has been great for us. Uh, the confidence is going up. So, you know, going down the road soon, uh, we're going to go with a lot of confidence, keep playing good baseball, and keep winning ball games. Carlos, talk a little bit about the uh, the confidence you guys have in Belak. I mean, he's been moved to the rotation, has been outstanding, now 3 and Just You're behind him, you're seeing what he's doing. How about the confidence that he shows out there? What's it mean to the rest of you guys behind him? I mean, the confidence and composure is like he's been on the league for, for eight years. Uh, the guy is throwing the ball well. Um, you know, he's putting in the work, uh, you know, what happens backstage, what I see, uh, everything that he does in the gym, uh, when he's out there working, you know, the guy is dedicated. He wants to be great. He wants to help us uh, win ball games. And, you know, I love that attitude. You know, when you got when you got a guy like that on the mound, you're on your toes all the time at Chorso, the second base, Georgia center field, because the guy's putting in the work. 
to make sure he gives us a chance to win games every single night. So we, as, as, as players, position players, we appreciate that. And, you know, we, we give our everything when we're on, on defensive side. Carlos, what did you think about Blake Taylor uh, finishing the game out against the, against the hitters that he did? Yeah, I mean, you know, these, these guys have been here for, for the first year. That You know, they're rookies and they are taking uh, huge roles in this team. You know, when you look at Taylor, when you look at Scrub, when you look at Paredes, when you look at Javier, B, like all those guys, you name it, a lot of them, they're doing a great job and they're, they're helping us win ball games. And, you know, they're probably up here sooner than we expected, but I'm glad they were here soon um, because they're helping us in a big way. They're contributing to the team. And right now, you know, they're going to be part of the team for a long time. Carlos, when, when Jose is struggling, I know you guys are really, really close. Uh, in, in what ways are you able to encourage him, and, and what are you seeing from him right now? Well, you know, it's 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 it's, it's more like the, the short season, you know, because if, if it was 162, like, you know, nobody would be panicking right now. We know what he's able to do. You know, he, he can hit 400 in one month. We've seen that before. Um, you know, right now, all I've been telling him is that he's the best hitter in major leagues. Um, right now even when he's struggling you know i mean everybody goes to struggle him just happens to be at the beginning of the season not at the end when he was already hitting 380 so i think he's gonna get hot at some point and when he gets hot he gets through his per game so i think he'll be fine um he's you know he struggled before uh, last year his first half wasn't great and he was able to bounce back so i think he'll bounce back once again like the great player he is i have a lot of confidence on him and i i believe in him he's he's one of the best to ever do it Carlos, a lot gets talked about the offensive firepower that your lineup has, but multiple, multiple pitchers have come on and talked about you all's defense. Can you can you talk about how proud you are of that? Yeah, we take a lot of pride. when if, if you guys, you know, see every spring training, we take a lot of grounders. There's a lot of early work. Uh, and all that focus on the defensive side is because defense win, wins ball games. You know, these double plays that you don't turn can turn out into, into a two-run inning. You know what I mean? So we take a lot of pride on turning out double plays, making plays for a pitcher. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what's been helping us get to the playoffs and, and, and win playoff games, uh, the defense and the pitching. So, you know, pitching is there. we got to play good defense. We'll be, we'll be fine. The 1-2. Swing and a ground ball softly hit left side. Correa to one knee. He feels the second for one. Altuve on the first. A one-hop throw, and that is still in time to get Arenado. A big double play turn. Correa to Altuve to Gurriel. And the inning draws to a close. So Belak able to work around the leadoff walk. And we head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Astros two, Rockies one. And finally, Brandon Belak speaks to reporters after yeah, Monday's I mean, game. A lot of leadoff walks tonight. Uh, definitely uncharacteristic of me, but uh, I trust the game plan that Garneau had today. And uh, the guys behind me did an excellent job making the plays for me. Brandon, what did you think about your changeup today? Uh, I didn't throw it as much as I have been, uh, but I used it in, in crucial spots. Um, I thought it wasn't the best that I've had it, uh, but it, it helped me out in the end. Brandon, what does it mean to you to be able to be one of the reasons why this pitching staff was able to stabilize after kind of a rough start? A um, little bit of continuity going on with all of you guys. What does that mean to you? Uh, it's fun going out there, uh, having the best defense, uh, going out there and great catchers back there. And uh, it's been fun going out there and just attacking, attacking the hitters and uh, just going out there and doing my job, honestly. The fact that you've been able to build up, um, it sort of feels a little more maybe like midseason form now with getting the pitch count up and the innings. It's It's been a long time coming for a lot of you guys. How's that feel? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, was, it was great to get out get out there for that sixth inning, uh, make a big pitch. Uh, 
So Arenado get double play and Correa and Altuve, great double play to end it. Uh, so I was pretty happy about that. What worked well for you today, and what do you think? You, how do you think you advanced to it for the rest of the season from this particular game? Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of walks tonight um, made it made it a lot tougher on myself. Um, but uh, so I, I controlled controlled the zone when I needed to, and uh, Garneau called a great game back there. And uh, having all the trust in the world with him is makes my life a lot easier when he's calling a great game. Did you feel like your command maybe was a little off with some of those walks? Maybe the yeah. basketball command? Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I thought my arm was kind of a little late on, on the heaters uh, in the windup, so it's something I'm, I'm going to be working on uh, in between the start. Did you get a chance to talk to Blake after the game? He got his first career save on his birthday. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, we, we live together right now. Uh, we talked about it this morning. Like, hopefully I go out there. Uh, give a quality start, and he comes in, comes in on the back end, and shuts the door for for a birthday win. So, uh, planned it out just like like we talked about. Well, what's that like with you two living together and and being two key rookies on this team? I mean, you starting now and him coming in in relief. What's that like for you guys? It's fun uh, going back to the same place and just talking about the games and uh, just living living our dreams. Uh, kind of still seems surreal. Uh, but uh, it's definitely an awesome feeling having having that guy by my side. How much do you think that Strami has improved your your pitching this season? Yeah, he he puts a lot of confidence in me. Uh, he's out there with me every day, uh, just making sure I'm fine tuning my stuff. And uh, we worked on some stuff over in summer camp, and uh, it's translated into the regular season. All right, thank you, Brandon. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Say the word.